Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Yeah, I'm more than I'm all right because I'm with you and, Aww. you know, it's us and we're <laughs> us, aren't we? We are. And we're definitely that team. We definitely feel like we belong, Law. That's Ooh. really important. Oh, we do. In fact, I don't know what I would do if there wasn't this kind of chatting into a microphone <laughs> once a week. It's been become such a ritual because regardless of what's then kind of going on around, there's just that, well, I often describe our team actually as we're like limpets clinging onto the rocks yes. and the waves. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the role that our team has been throughout all of these waves of change that we've kind of clung on to each other and we've been stronger as a result of that yeah I think you're right and I think we've we because of that we feel that we really belong to a group if you like of like-minded people and that we are part of something that's bigger than us I think and it's more important than ourselves and our need to belong to something like that just transcends everything I think and that's what we've had certainly after the last crazy times that we've been having yeah. So what a way for our final episode of 2021, the year that no one could have predicted, even just even this time last year, you know. Um, and uh, this month's focus has been all about the true gifts in life. So we've been talking about happiness, attentive listening, the gift of hard-won wisdom and how we can use that to propel our lives forward. And this final one, which is the gift of real belonging. And uh, what a wonderful way to kind of end on this, um, you know, particular episode, particularly at a time where for some people, you know, the holiday season isn't naturally full of sense of belonging, you know, and actually sort of sitting there with a takeaway turkey curry for one, (laughs) you know. Not great. (laughs) No, I mean, we've all had, the older you get, the more you have Christmases that sometimes aren't the ones that you dreamed you were going to have. And so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a big old time, whether it's the highs or the lows this time. And we thought this would be a great way to play out the end of this series on the gift of real belonging. So Debs, define it for us. What is belonging? How important it is to us humans? Oh my God, it's such a big, big topic. And it's that bit that says it's our need to belong, which drives um, us to seek out those stable, long-lasting relationships um, with other people. So feeling part of a team, part of a community, um, social events, social activities. So it gives us the motivation to want to get involved. Um, That friendship that we have, intimacy, trust is there as well. Um, And I think it's that bit that's, uh, if you remember good old Abraham, Maslow's hierarchy of needs that I know we've spoken about on many a workshop and everybody just gets blown away even though it's been around since the 70s well 50s actually originally and now the 70s and the 80s it was adapted by him Um, it's just belongingness is part of one of the major needs that motivate human behavior Um, and it's it's just something that's just core to us to be able to live Um, a fulfilling life, to feel that we belong, to know that um, we matter, to know that, as you said, we can be bigger than uh, the sum of just one. It's the sum of all of us that is actually bigger and bolder. And it enables us to um, think about how we can connect Oh, Debs, take us through it because no one <laughs> describes it quite like you. I mean, I just love it. I mean, it's been so long since you and I have sat in the same physical workshop and kind of co-delivered, but I always got you to deliver anything around <laughs> this bit because you just describe it beautifully. So 
Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. You've got this pyramid with these different levels. Yeah. Take us through it, either as a refresher or for someone who's heard it before, or as you said, you know, it really gets you thinking if it's the first time you've heard this concept. Yeah, definitely. So the bottom layer of that pyramid is that one, what he calls our um, physiological needs or biological needs. So the things that we need to survive. So we need air to breathe. We need food, drink, shelter, warmth, sleep, etc. They're sort of the basics um, that we need um, to be able to survive as a human. He then moves up a level, which goes into those safety needs. So, you know, having a roof over your head, for instance, you know, being able to feel safe and secure, having some order in your life. Um, freedom from fear is something there which is linked into that safety need. And the third one, which is what we're talking about, actually, which there's the one that sort of sits in the middle of his original five-step pyramid, if you like, um, is the love and belongingness need. So that bit about feeling part of that group or the family, your friends, people you work with, which, you know, we know that with hybrid working is is put, you know, do we really feel like we belong to an organisation at the moment? That's put a real strain on that, you know, one of the core needs um, as to why we may not feel as motivated as we were. So that's the third one. He then has his next one, which is about esteem needs or recognition or ego, as it sometimes gets called as well. Um, So that for yourself, first of all, so esteem for yourself, so that dignity, achievement, that being able to master staff, being independent um, is really important. And also the second part of that is the need to be accepted and valued by others. So getting that recognition and um, reward esteem need is really important. He then sort of looks at that, you know, the, the, the one, if you like, that normally sits on the top of that pyramid is the self-actualization need, which is about recognizing your own personal um, potential, self-fulfillment, um, making sure that you're seeking personal growth, um, you're living your best life as much as you can, um, and you're able to become the best version of yourself with lots of work that goes on from there. Um, and then what we don't always talk about on some of our workshops are the other bits, which are, if you like, our growth needs that come in. So we have, you know, the ones, if you like, at the bit, the bottom of the pyramid that we need that are just our, you know, deficiency needs, the things we need to survive, if you like, to feel safe, belonging, the esteem and the learning. But if you move it up a level, you know, we talk about that bit about having cognitive needs. So knowledge and understanding And we've talked about curiosity before, Law, being curious, being able to ask great questions, to explore, to give meaning to things and have a a sense of predictability of what could be as well, which is really important. Um, And then the aesthetic needs that he talks about is that one about appreciation and just search for beauty and balance and form, which I think is just amazing. He's like, so being mindful, looking around you, you know, taking in your surroundings as much as you can and just really appreciating the beauty that is around you, which links into how you view the world as well, I think, from that. And then the the top one is that, you know, the one that he talks about, transcendence um, need, which is part of our growth need, is that bit where we are motivated by our values to beyond, if you like, our personal self. So some people talk about that around, you know, complete giving service to others, um, the pursuit of good science, religion or faith or something around that. But, you know, you're, you're just living completely your true self, which is something that's really important. 
But for me, whenever I ask people, you know, what motivates them, yes, of course, pay and safety help, but it's always that middle one of belonging, feeling like I can belong to um, a community, a society, a team. That's the bit that people will just go for every single time. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God, you describe it so beautifully. And, you know, I think there's so many different ways that you can kind of cut it. But, um, you know, I know we're going to be focusing on motivation as such kind of in, in a future series, but bringing back on that love and belonging. And of course, for many people, that was just yanked out, you know, Completely. without much preparation. And, whoa, you know, who are my people now? Especially for those people that have been made redundant or have left roles or have started new roles. Um, is a hybrid relationship so what do I mean by that is it could be virtual, you could be in a room, or maybe it's fully virtual. Is a virtual relationship as strong and durable as a face-to-face relationship? I mean, we're starting to see that now, aren't we, about how for those businesses who organisations who might never be in that room together, is that sense of belonging as strong as if you were, you know, regularly seeing each other face to face and having that real chemistry that then happens. Mm, yeah, I think I think you're right. And with with everything that's going on right now, again, is that work from home wherever you can, which is what people are being told. And, and then I think there's a level of rebelliousness that's coming out to go, well, wh- why should I? Because I really enjoy being in the office and now you're telling me I have to work from home again. And, and then it's coming up to Christmas and it's just piling on the pressure around people, which can impact on... Um, somebody's sense of belonging and happiness generally and their mental health as well because, you know, they might have this um, sense of loss or feeling lonely again because they're suddenly, um, you know, being yanked away from their team that they were starting to build this great bond with again. Um, and, And I think that's something we need to watch out for and anybody who's working with teams over the next, even over the next couple of months is, I would up the ante on checking in with people just to on their well-being and mental health because, you know, there is a positive link be- between that sense of belonging and overall well-being if people feel like they are part of something. And if they've suddenly been told to go back home again, you've got to work twice as hard to keep them feeling like there is a bond and a connection. Yeah, especially if that fizzles out as the kind of the weeks go. I mean, this is always a bit of a no man's land, isn't it? Between breaking up for Christmas and then, you know, the big restart in January. So that kind of draw of the team. I mean, as as well as from a kind of a, uh, a duty of care point of view as well, I think from a commercial point of view, those sales teams that have created a sense of belonging have continued performing and supporting each other. They cheer each other on. There is an individual level of motivation that is beyond the mood in that moment. Um, and it just, uh, uh, I, I was just staggered to hear um, someone I was talking to the other week about how they're part of a sales team and the um, the director for each different department had come into the office on the on the days when they knew that the team were going to be in and taken them out for like a team lunch. But the one director that hadn't was the sales director. Now, of all, all the teams that you would want to generate that sense of team camaraderie and cheering each other on, it would be that. And guess what? You've got a sales team that is feeling a little bit well, what are we doing here? And, you know, we could all just be working independently. And really interesting how that kind of that morale has been, um, you know, kind of impacted. Well, if they can't be bothered, 
then I can't be bothered. Whereas the teams that have smashed it, Devs, and we've seen it with a few of you know our clients, where there is just that sense of community and camaraderie. We've got your back. And even if that is a Facebook, uh, Facebook social page, you know, there are people that feel so connected to someone that might be based on the other side of the world. They're never going to physically meet, but they're sharing that information. There's a shared set of values. There's a goal that is mutually beneficial for everyone to achieve. So if you win, we all win. And there's just that sense of community. We're in this together and lots of we words as opposed to I and you. Yeah, definitely. And I think, and it takes effort, right? As you're saying, you know, creating that sense of belonging does take effort um, to put yourself out there. So, you know, if you're if you're managing a team um, or you're, you've got to maybe think twice as hard to go, right, what do I want? Actually, what do my team want? Well, what do my team really want? So I think you've got to um, make an effort more than ever before. And I think you've got to, you know, seek out some um, groups, activities maybe. And I know, you know, you did um, something on Monday with a team, didn't you, where it was just so much fun from what you said. But, you know, that created that common interest. They were engaged with each other. Um, so it, it had them feeling like they definitely belonged and connected. And it did. And, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from that was a sense of, Yes, we have actually achieved something. We haven't all just drifted off into our individual Christmas breaks. We've had that final image of, yay, us all on the kind of as a window together as a team. Otherwise, you know, you just close your laptop down, especially for someone that is kind of mostly working from home, let's say. You close your laptop down and did the year even happen? Whereas that team recognition of we have done this, um, I think counts even more than in more kind of stable business as usual um, years. Um, you just got me thinking actually about how to um, kind of recognise the, the, a, a, a team of people in different ways. And um, I think it's always brilliant when you transfer wisdom from one world into another. And there's a best-selling book um, called The Five Languages of Love. Oh, um, yes. Who's the book written by again? I can't What's think who name? it is. Um, yeah, so the five languages, Gary Chapman. Gary That's Chapman. Right. So the five yeah. languages of love. And uh, we'd run this, hadn't we, as a bit of a sort of a fun, you know, how to have great long distance relationships <laughs> from a team point of view. And we thought it'd be fun, you know, let's borrow and transfer a bit of knowledge from that world. And what does that mean? How do you keep a long distance relationship alive, you know, whether it's personal or professional? And what kind of led to this book being best selling is, in short, I say tomato, you say tomato. But still, we've got something in common. It's just, I might be someone that gushes lots of words of affirmation. You're amazing, you're this. You may be someone who actually isn't much of a gusher, but every now and then they send a little card to say, thank you ever so much. And so what the premise is behind this book is how we give and receive love will be biased by our own version of what it then means. So, you know, you might have from a personal kind of relationship point of view, someone who doesn't really say I love you all the time, but they will silently go about doing little acts of kindness, little favours, that that's the way of showing. Now, within a team, you might have a team that are barely on a chat together. There's not much interaction, but when someone needs some support, they are there and they give that quality time. So if you're kind of thinking about, well, how do I kind of demonstrate this sense of belonging? So these are the five languages of um, love and, and effective relationships in effect. Words of affirmation. So how do we talk with each other? Physical touch. So how we spend time with each other physically in a room. And of course, for many, many um, teams and communities, that's been kind of, uh, you know, 
put on hold for a while. Receiving gifts, so receiving something with your name. That could be a favour that's been done. doesn't have to be a present. Um, it could be, for example, Devs, you sending me <laughs> your soft copy of a proposal so yes. I can just amend <laughs> rather than create from scratch. That's a lovely little <laughs> gift there. Um, quality time. So you might not have any money to spend on, on someone at the moment, but can you book in half an hour just to have a proper catch up and that quality time may be enough just to end the year really with that sense of belonging and reconnection and an act of service which is doing favours for each other and just feeling like someone's got your back in a world at the moment that for many people might be feeling really big and scary and just reminding that you may be sitting on your own at the moment but it's you're not alone there are people all around that just by reaching out and reconnecting you can generate that sense of belonging. Yeah, definitely. That's just so cool. And it's, as you said, even though that's from that, you can translate that into any area, couldn't you? And it's a bit of a checklist for yourself to think, am I doing that? You know, am I doing enough? And I suppose also that um, focusing on um, practicing, if you like, acceptance, I think as well is, you know, focusing on how you do connect with others, not the differences you have, but I think the way you connect is really important. Um, And then you can accept somebody else's views as well, even though you may agree with them there's a level of we're just all different which is brilliant but actually we can find truth in that and some common ground if you like around it so letting go of judgment yeah i think there's also something about devs as well as well as that about how we're all different the power of a name so there's there's something that uh, uh, um that we picked up this year swan it starts with a name and to create a sense of belonging it starts with a name so me knowing how to pronounce your name properly and being able to actually say your name rather than thinking oh i'm not quite sure how to pronounce it so i just won't use their name and actually if you use everyone else's name then it becomes really apparent and obvious to that person in the moment oh I never am asked a question they're kind of excluding me and they might not overtly recognize something's going on but just in their mind they might feel a little bit less motivated to put Mm. their cameras on at the next meeting absolutely everyone else's name was used and I think from a team identity point of view one of the things again we've then seen is when teams give themselves a name or a motto it's the equivalent of a virtual lanyard you know so you know you're in a team if you've got to go into a physical fight because you've got the key code or you've got a lanyard if you're a predominantly virtual team or you know you're not in the room always together at the moment having some kind of team name gives that identity and I think the power of a name and you know I kind of got totally obsessed with the whole robots and AI you and did technology, just a little yeah. law just a little. You haven't but... mentioned them for a while. So I know. I know. It's the end so, of the year. Uh, uh, Go on then. Let me just crowbar that in, <laughs> just as the final bit. One of the things from a human, when you stop and think about it, is your personal name is the most important bit of data you ever learned to use. So your first words might have been mama, dada, or whatever, duck or clock, which was my daughter's name. But anyway, <laughs> first word. <laughs> I, I, I try not to take that too personally. That, no, um, please don't. Clock <laughs> was more important than mummy. But anyway, but in terms of the word, the first word we learn and what its meaning is, is your own name. Because you then learn as a baby that every time that word is used, someone is going to sort of do something, you know, kind of for you. So therefore, 
getting someone's name spelt wrong or just saying, dear value team member, you know, in the yeah. Christmas card at the end of the year. <laughs> what a lost opportunity to create a sense of belonging because if I feel like you know me, then I feel like I belong to something. And that name is the most important word in any human's life. It's the one word, the first word you learnt to apply some kind of meaning to it. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so true. And then Gailey's obviously been sending out our lovely tea towels to people and she's personalised every single one of those cards with somebody's name. Um, And that's how we wanted to create that, right, was this sense of belonging. You know, you're just an extension of who we are. And I think that is just so important. I think that's what keeps us strong and and wanting to be part of something is that whole connection, um, which is so, so Oh my God, it's just so valuable. It is. And, for, and and again, just sort of bringing it back to a commercial point of view, those brands that create a sense of belonging, I feel like I am part of something, not just a consumer, are the ones where people will, you know, just demonstrate huge amounts of kind of loyalty. So whether it is that kind of feeling inside, like an intrinsic motivator of, I feel motivated to contribute to this community because I feel like I'm part of it and uh, you know what's that phrase if you're stuck in traffic or you're part of traffic if you're kind of in a team or you're in an environment where there's no energy well you're part of the drain (laughs) or you're part of the radiator (laughs) you know yeah that's true choice choice is yours really but in terms of that um kind of belonging then um I think it's a great way to kind of call out the end of this year so If you're listening to this and thinking, oh, who do I say my people are at the moment? How connected am I feeling? Then maybe that gives a um, a bit of an indicator as to what to hone out for next year because no one got upset by feeling really supported by a wonderful community of people who only want the best for them. That can only bring a positive even if this year has not been the most easiest of years for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that links nicely to my call to action for people is to, you know, say yes to opportunity. You know, if it means getting involved in that team time talk or getting on the quiz that some some teams might be doing for the end of the year or just doing a reflection exercise or celebration of successes and achievements, then say yes to that. Get involved in it. Um, throw yourself into it wholeheartedly. Let go of any judgments that you might have, um, you know, about yourself or others and just focus on the people that you're with in that moment and and get that real sense of belonging just that would be my call to action oh i love it devs and although people might roll their eyes thinking oh god another trivia quiz actually there'll be such a novelty because for many people it's been so long since they've done it it's actually it almost feels like familiar territory to do that again you know so uh you know how many hearts does an octopus have i'm I'm sure i can't i've lost count of how many quizzes at the start of the whole pandemic i have no idea you've got to tell Uh, us now uh, 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 (laughs) it's it's three but maybe that stomachs of a cow i can't quite remember but um, yeah anyway Uh, so my share the secret would be Think of someone in your life whom uh, you have, they really mean a lot to you, but for whatever reason, you haven't actually had a chance to connect. You've been so busy doing all of the kind of stuff, you haven't actually had a chance to connect. Christmas and this this t- period of time is the great opportunity then to kind of reconnect. Um, hopefully you're able to get some kind of downtime. So reconnect with someone. And uh, what that then means when you're then kind of reviewing the year as a whole, you can feel good about the the connections that you then have because it's so easy to let things drift, isn't it? Especially the busy you get. 
Yeah, definitely. I love that. And um, our year has just been amazing and connecting with all sorts of people through the year, hasn't it, Law, with our guests and, and listening to what people have had to say and people that have responded on you know Facebook or Instagram around some of the things. And, and just listening to that, it does create that sense of belonging, um, which forever grateful for. Yeah, oh, it's a real, real, real joy and a real kind of privilege and pleasure. So with that in mind, then we are closing down 2021. And oh, my goodness, so excited about um, January. Secretly thrilled that it's episode 69. So watch out for that one. I think that is going to be a real corker. And um, we we'll kick off again in January. We're having a week off. We we're going to practice what we preach because sometimes, Devs, as your dear grandma said to you, you've got to slow down to go faster. Absolutely. Wise words indeed. So we're going to slow it down and then take a week off and then we're back raring to go with episode 69 in January. And January's focus is going to be all about motivation, which we thought would be a timely topic in the month that tends to have the most blue something or others that are in <laughs> yeah. it. Blue Monday, Blue, blue Mondays, Friday. Yeah, wet Wednesdays, Absolute. who knows? <laughs> Absolutely. So listen into that as uh, something else to do in the evening other than drink and eat. <laughs> <laughs> As, you, as the credit card bills come in and you're standing on the scales each morning going, Jesus, you know. So uh, listen, our focus is going to be all about motivation. So looking forward to that, Debs, and have a wonderful break. And thank you again for being the jam in the donut, Debs, that keeps it all tasty and working well. So love you. Oh, I love you lots, Law, my little muffin. <laughs> Motivational muffin. Yes. <laughs> See you on the other side. Oh, I'll see you on the other side, darling. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Insta at secretsfromacoach.com.